Welcome to Perennials, a podcast about growing up, getting wise, and trying to live a good life. I'm Victoria Russell. I have not done a solo episode in a long time, but something has been on my mind that I feel like is so relevant to the podcast. So I'm going to try to just not overthink it because that's usually what stops me from doing solo episodes. So we're here in the month of March and March is such an interesting month, at least where I live in New Jersey, in the United States, on the East Coast. March is this month where one day it feels like winter, the next day it feels like spring, then it feels like you're getting pulled back into winter, then it almost feels kind of summery one day. So we've had a lot of snow this winter. So a lot of that snow has disappeared and the ice has melted. So definitely the landscape looks less like winter and is starting to look more like spring. Um, We had a, a day where it got up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit and My boyfriend Martin and I were able to sit in the backyard with our our housemates around a fire at night, and um, it was like balmy. (laughs) Um, But it's just always been an interesting month for me because I think it can be unsettling to be in that in-between state of like, what season are we even in? It's not quite winter. It's not quite spring. And I think that that is kind of the state from which I started this podcast is that feeling of kind of like being in between childhood or adolescence and adulthood that I mean it's funny but it's like that Britney Spears song not a girl not yet a woman um (laughs) I really did come to this podcast from this place of like it is so confusing to be in your 20s you know it is so confusing to be if you go to college like that can be like this strange bubble and then you graduate and suddenly you're like in the job landscape but maybe you're still living with your parents like for me I lived at my parents house until I was 27 and I shared a room with my two younger sisters and I was in such an in-between place in so many ways like there wasn't a ton of physical space for me in the house and so I didn't really feel like much of a sense of ownership over the space that I was in and You know, I had a car for the first time about a year after I graduated, I guess. And I commuted a lot. I commuted about at least two hours a day to and from my job. And so the car was kind of this like literal vehicle of freedom for me in some ways. Um, And, you know, my, my space until the commute started to feel... A lot less liberating and a lot more draining but I think in a lot of ways in that time I felt really disconnected from the seasons of the year in a lot of ways because again I didn't really have my own space so I wasn't really thinking in terms of like this is what you do in your home when it's springtime you know like opening up the windows and doing spring cleaning and things like that And I just spent so much time commuting in the car and then sitting at a desk in an office that was always like, you know, in the summer, the office was really cold. So I was always wearing sweaters and stuff. And, you know, I'd go outside for maybe like a walk at my lunch hour, but I would get home late, you know, like I'd get home maybe eight o'clock or so and it was dark out and 
eat a really late dinner, go to bed, wake up. And I'd be like scrolling, you know, like all I had the energy for at the end of the day was scrolling on my phone or like playing Tetris on my laptop or something. And then I'd wake up in the morning. The first thing I would do is like scroll through my phone and then go to work and I don't know, kind of on autopilot. And what's been really interesting about this year or yeah, the the past 12 months since COVID really hit the U.S. and I started working remotely and just being home every day and I think feeling more and more ownership over the space has changed my relationship to the seasons. Um, I mean, I've, I've loved going outside for a long time, going for walks and hikes, but this past, the past 12 months in particular, you know, during COVID, like all I really wanted to do was go out for walks and I I couldn't always go super far so I explored a lot of parks close to me and I also was home throughout the day to see like how the light changed and oh okay you know I'm noticing where the breeze comes which windows the breeze comes in and in the summer I started when I woke up in the morning my little ritual was to write on a whiteboard on the refrigerator the what the the temperature highs and lows were going to be for the day, what time was the sunrise and the sunset and what phase of the moon we were in. It was just like very grounding for me and it was a nice thing to do first thing in the day. And I was so much more aware of how much daylight there was. It was really motivating to me to see, you know, when the sun was going to go down. It would remind me of when I should go out for my walk because the day can just slip away so easily without us even realizing it. So yeah, I think in the last 12 months, I've just been more present in the seasons and in the place where I am. It was hard for me to feel a sense of ownership even when I first moved into my first apartment with my roommate about a little over two years ago because I was just so used to kind of fitting into the little you know, nook that I had. And I think I just kind of have that temperament of wanting to be someone who helps like keep peace and harmony and not like make difficulty or or have, it's not all the time, it's not across the board, but it feels easier or better or more natural for me to be like, no, whatever you want, whatever you want, you know? So, um, Moving into my apartment that I'm in now, I have a really nice landlord and he was coming in to clean it up and he was like, let me know what color you want for your bedroom walls. I'm going to I'm gonna repaint the apartment. And so for the first time since I think I was like eight and my older sister and I painted our bedroom pink, I was given the opportunity to say, to pick out a paint color for myself. And this is something that can easily send me into a tailspin of like, I don't know how to make this decision. Um, so, so I had to be a little like, I had to just be like, okay, I'm going to say green. I'm going to say kind of light green. And I'm not going to let myself get too overwhelmed by all the choices. And if it's not the perfect shade of green, that's okay. But just the act of being able to choose that for myself was really 
beautiful and really different for me. So I, I think that has something to do with me um, not always being super present in the season that I'm in. It can be hard for me to say, like, this is what I want and to plan for things. Because you really, I'm learning that to be really present in a season, the work actually begins before the season starts. You have to be willing to say, I want this thing and to look forward to it and to plan for it like a garden. Like I, I'm lucky enough to live in this house where we have a backyard and a back deck and a little garden plot. And my new housemates who are so lovely are really excited to get the vegetable garden going and we have all these planters for the back deck and that type of work like takes planning and forethought and I've talked about this on the podcast before but I tend to orient towards the future with a sense of anxiety and like dread and fear and so there's this sense of like planning can be hard for me sometimes because I get a little bit overwhelmed. I go into like fear mode and not just fear. There's different types. There's like maybe I feel like I don't know how to do this or I'm not going to do it right or I'm overwhelmed or what if I get disappointed like trying to protect myself from disappointment. So there's a couple of different layers um, but I'm having, I'm getting a little bit better at slowing down and being like, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. You might not get it all right. You don't know everything. You might feel overwhelmed, but it's okay to just choose something and it's okay to look forward to something and it's okay to be disappointed if you get disappointed. Like all of those things are natural and human and okay. And we're just going to try a little bit. And you know, I noticed this with like the Christmas season. I've always had anxiety around things like the Christmas season and my birthday because the expectations are so high and the messaging about how you should feel can feel like so much pressure to me. Like I always just want it to feel magical and I always want to do it right and do it enough. And it's not just like, Christmas or my birthday it's like that's how I feel about seasons of life sometimes like oh did I do it right did I do it enough was I enough of a teenager (laughs) did I do college right did you know like and this was something that would bother me from the time I was like a little kid I have a very vivid memory of watching father of the bride and there's that heart heart wrenching sequence I think it's the night before Annie's wedding when Steve Martin's character, George Banks, um, the father of the bride, is just kind of going through this montage in his head of his daughter growing up from, you know, a little girl to a young woman who's getting married. And I just like felt this, I felt gut-wrenched by this as a kid. And I remember at nine years old being like, oh my gosh, I'm halfway to 18. I'm halfway through my childhood. I need to do this right. It's slipping away. It's going to be gone before I know it. I need to, I need to like soak it all up. And like just this anxiety about time passing and aging and loss. And I've always been really sensitive to that. And so when it comes to the seasons, like 
I'm so, I think it's very human to really struggle to be in the present, you know, it's so easy for our minds to time travel. Like my mind is constantly time traveling, thinking about the past. Did I do it right? Did I do enough? Worrying about the future or projecting into the future. Even just, even if you're just thinking, oh, that future version of me, she's going to enjoy the present. She's going (laughs) to, she's going to figure out this thing I'm worried about. There's a certain there's a certain lovely hope of hoping that, you know, that you will figure things out. But there's also something about the person that you are now is part of that process. And it's in being present in your life now that you get to the next version, right? And um, as someone who just experiences a lot of anxiety and feels things really deeply and is really sensitive to change and loss it can be hard to be present because it's I think sometimes I just fear I fear the the pain of the pain that can be in the present or the pain of disappointment or the pain of failure whatever that may be so it's easier to kind of go on autopilot and kind of numb out a little bit or check out a little bit or not try as much or not be as present or you know not plan and slowly but surely like I am a little more present and I'm not quite as freaked out at the thought of like planning and trying for things and growing up I mean I'm still really freaked out in some ways um I don't I'm like how how am I going to turn 30 this year in July? I don't know. I don't know where that time went. That sounds like very grown up to me. But I'm also like, I'm really embracing and enjoying things like having this really lovely, cozy, homey apartment and taking care of it. Like my boyfriend Martin gave me a couple of houseplants for Christmas this year and this is by far the longest I've ever kept plants alive, I'm pretty sure. And I like it. I really enjoy taking care of them. And they make me so happy just to see them. And I like to talk to them when I'm watering them. Like I, And that's something that I liked as a child. I remember being a little girl and I wanted to go out and water the plants. And I remember like I wanted to do that barefoot. Like I just had this instinct of like I want my feet in the grass and even my feet on like the hot slate walkway um I wanted to sit outside in sun showers and take care of the flowers and it was just some time in the middle that I started losing some of that and losing some of that presence not that I was ever 100% present because clearly at nine years old I was worried about growing up so but maybe I had a little bit more of it I think I really do see the beauty and what's good about different, about people, about seasons, you know, like I I think I do maybe have a knack for finding what's good. And it's my, it's my fear of the pain of loss and sadness that, that keeps me from embracing that sometimes. But what was interesting was like, I, 
I can't remember the last time I enjoyed winter. And I know that this winter was incredibly difficult for a lot of people, probably for most people, when it comes to COVID rates and deaths and and what happened in Texas with the freak snowstorms and all the people who lost power and water and heat. I mean, this was a... And, and the isolation that so many people felt um, being at home this winter and not being able to be outside as much or see loved ones outside as much. So I'm very aware that, that for a lot of people, this was a horrific winter. I kind of happened to be in a position where after spending months complete, pretty much completely alone most of the time, living alone and, you know, occasionally like seeing family in the summer and fall of this year, when Martin came back, he came back at the end of November, I finally had some companionship again and I was just settling into my new apartment, which I really love. And I also have learned a lot from Martin over the years about how to be outside in the winter and stay warm and not be miserable. So we did a lot of hikes and I went cross country skiing for the first time. And I, you know, I, I know how to layer up and I make sure I have a good hat and wool socks and hand warmers in my boots and really good gloves. And so we did some really beautiful winter hikes and I would go for walks and, you know, I was, I'm lucky enough to have been working from home and I kind of fell in love with winter this year. Like I was in love with how pretty it was in the snow. We got a lot of snow this season and again very lucky that I had someone to do a lot of shoveling to to help with the shoveling he did most of it and our housemates did a lot of shoveling so I wasn't like alone with that but Martin and I spent some one uh, Saturday or Sunday you know after we had done some shoveling we went for a walk in the woods near our house and tried to go sledding down this hill in our shovel and we made snow angels and had a snowball fight and I think the next weekend we went cross-country skiing and you know like we really played in the snow and I drank hot chocolate again like I haven't had hot chocolate in years and I embraced like being really cozy in this new home of mine that I really love with having you know lighting candles and practicing guitar and playing bananagrams and listening to music and I was so sad to see winter go in some ways and what's funny though is like I was I remember I was also extremely sad to see summer go this year and I was consoling myself about summer ending and I think the thing if you are like me at all whether you relate to everything that I'm saying or maybe just one thing that I'm saying I think something that really helps is like the sense of perspective that summer will come back and winter will come back. I think sometimes like everyone accrues some pain and maybe even some trauma, whether that's like little T or big T trauma and people who are more oriented towards anxiety, like we can have this mindset of like, I need to cling on for dear life. I need to like white knuckle my way through life because I'm afraid that something's going to go horribly wrong at at any moment or that, you know, the ground is about to fall out from beneath my feet or, or just like 
I never consciously think there's never going to be another summer. But for some reason, it's like some part of me forgets that there are these cycles and it's going to come back. And it won't be that exact summer or that exact winter. Like already I, I was thinking like, oh, but this winter we had we had such good snow. It was just the best snow. It was like the best amount. And remember that day of that light, fluffy snow? Like what if we don't get that much snow or that type of snow next season? <laughs> like so sensitive to these things. And it's like, yeah, it won't be that exact winter, but there will be other beautiful things and... Um, some of these good things will return. And I guess one of the benefits of getting older is that you do go through enough cycles to see how they work and to go, oh, yeah, okay. Like, it, it is sad to see this season go, but it will be back. And in the meantime, look at this good stuff I have to look forward to now. Like, I... I'm really excited for spring, um, but it was it was good for me to like process the things that I was going to miss and like what I was feeling sad about with winter ending. And then I found myself just feeling really excited for spring. But in the meantime, here we are in March in this very kind of in-between place. And what I'm kind of practicing now is like being okay with like, okay, today was 70 degrees and I sat on the back deck as I finished up some work and tomorrow it's going to drop down again and I think we might even get a little bit of snow next week. And can I wake up each day and be like, all right, what's the deal today? Look, Maybe, you know, look at that weather report, look out the window stick my head out the door and go, okay, so this is what we're dealing with today. And try to use that skill of finding what's good and beautiful about the weather that I find myself in, the season that I find myself in. And not be afraid to see and feel the beauty and good and be a little sad um, when the season changes, but also to trust that it will come back in one form or another. So um, I really tried not to overthink this. I have no idea if this will resonate with anyone else. If this does resonate with you and you want to just share that with me, I'm always so touched and encouraged when I hear from people because I just send these episodes out into the internet and I have no idea Um if they resonate, unless someone lets me know. So feel free to email me at perennialspodcast at gmail.com if you ever want to share any thoughts or if you have suggestions or feedback, love to hear it. You can also just DM me on Instagram at perennialspodcast or on Facebook at perennialspodcast, but I'm mostly on Instagram. And let me know, like, what season are you in right now? I have friends in Australia who I know are who I know are in a totally different season let me know what season you're in or what the weather's like near you how you're feeling about it what you're looking forward to about the season coming up and what you're enjoying about the season that you're in and thank you so much for listening hope you're taking care and that you and your loved ones are healthy and happy as you can be right now 
Thank you so much for listening to the Perennials Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. You can follow along on Instagram at Perennials Podcast or send me an email at perennialspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. The song you're hearing now is I Orbit a Moon by Paul Finn. Bye.